Welcome to the Dr. Me First podcast with me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Erin Wiseman. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Me First. If you are ready to doctor yourself first, well, you are in the right place because this podcast is all about learning how to take care of yourself, your life, and your practice, and sharing those experiences with others. I'm helping you move from a life of burnout, brokenness, and despair to one that is joy-filled, sustainable, you have freedom, and a life that you absolutely love. So normally, I have conversation with other female physicians about a particular word that they come with. But today's episode is actually a recorded coaching session that I did with a female colleague who volunteered to come on the podcast as a coaching recording. I think you're going to find it really interesting. One, because you get to see me in action as a life coach. And two, I hope that you realize from her stories and what she's going through with life that there's probably some parallels in your own and that you're not alone. So enjoy this tidbit of our conversation and then stick around afterwards for a kick of encouragement. Here we go. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today? I am well. Good. Good. What do you want to talk about today? Okay. So I'm thinking, because this has been on my mind, even before I saw your, you sent the, um, the link out, I have been thinking about, let's establish a real vision of what I want my practice of psychiatry to look like. Okay. Because I'm four years post-fellowship in a private practice. I enjoy it but I'm starting to feel that need to be like, okay, now let's make sure first gig. Now you have a better understanding of what you want, what you're good at and where you may want to diversify. So that would probably be my, my big goal is to really be intentional about what I want my practice to look like in the next five years and switching it up, maybe having a little bit more diversity of practice and then honing in on what I'm really good at, my strengths, and then, you know, tackling, designing it so I can really continue to grow as a clinician, but also that I do, I do things the way I want to. Mm -hmm. So where do you see that as right now? What, what does that vision kind of look like? Right now, I'm thinking when I made some notes, um, it was more of feeling like I want to be, let's see, I I find myself thinking I'm doing about 30 clinical hours in a direct pay private practice. Mm -hmm. And I want to be in a position to have more administrative support, which my practice doesn't offer at this point. And it doesn't sound like that's something they're interested in offering. So I'm approaching that sense of, okay, like, okay, now I'm the female physician. If this isn't what they want to deliver, where, where, do I, where do I go? I don't have to settle. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that has actually, Aaron, been the starting point for me then saying, okay, well, hold on. I get to make the rules. So maybe I don't want to do private practice every week. So I'm starting to think about seven on, seven off options for that alternative week. And I'm also starting to think about forensic psychiatry consult cases to kind of keep, you know, spice it up a little and to take advantage of 
my background and not, not be scared. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I see those as huge growth sources. So when you say that out loud, what's that bring up for you? Uh, it feels uncomfortable. And remind me, Erin, are you psychiatry or medicine or not medicine? You know what I'm saying? So, Family med. But okay. I'll tell you, I work with a psychiatry residency. So I'm okay. like that hybrid. Exactly. And I laugh. Y'all see more psych than we do. Um, as being, I mean, yeah, so I, yeah, truly. So that brings up, it makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm, I, I'm gonna be honest, I'm frustrated because I'm just like, why won't they just give me the administrative support that I asked for? Why is this so hard? But then at the same time, I'm like, well, they don't have to give it if they don't want to. And guess what? That makes you have to make some decisions. So that's why it feels like just, just do what I need you to do. And then I don't have to make these hard choices. Yeah. But that's not the, that's not what the universe wants for me. It wants me to make some hard choices. What have you tried so far to modify this environment around you? Let's see. I have, I have a million timers in my office so that I am notorious for being time blind so that every session is an hour and I have tried to honor what the office policy says is 45 to 50 minutes. It's just timers don't seem to be helpful for me. Mm. I turn off the timer when we hit 45 to 50 minutes and I keep talking. Mm. So I'm constantly running behind, which means there maybe there's that 15 minute built in admin support that I, I mean, that, that could be where they're feeling like, well, we don't have to really offer that. If you would just manage your time better, you could have that. I have also actually at my last review, I sent a, communication in advance and then discuss the admin support and um, kind of framed it, but it was clear. They were very nice, but they, all their feedback to me was, well, have you tried this? As opposed to, you know, I think that would be a good idea. So it was, I mean, I, I wasn't, I guess I could have been even more direct, but you know, it was kind of like the writings on the wall. And then the third thing I'd say I've done is I have tried to limit the number of patients I see per day in order to create my own admin support where I can do all the legwork. Except that has left me feeling resentful mm -hmm. that I'm taking the hit financially. And, and then arguably the, the practice is taking the hit financially because we're seeing fewer patients. Um, and it, it did give me some relief. I did feel like I was more empowered that way. But then there's that piece of like, well, why did I have to reduce the number of patients I see in order to do this? So I'd say those are the, yeah, the three things I've done. Mm -hmm. And then I've done research about how practices look and the fact that we have a 65, 35 percentage cut and everybody I know who has something like that has administrative support. Um, they, and a lot of people are, it's more of a 70, 30 cut, but nobody, everybody has some level of administrative support. And when I say that I schedule my own appointments, there literally, there's nobody in the office, but me, um, which I love, well, I don't love, but I, I think you in psychiatry, you can pull that off, but as your practice starts growing, it gets harder, yeah, much you, harder. You need a right hand exactly. to keep things going. Exactly. Goodness. Yep. So it sounds like, a, like you said, you've tried to manage your time with the timer. Yep. yep. You felt like you tried to communicate with uh, the powers that be 
Like, yep. hey, this is not working for me. But you felt like on their side, instead of communicating possible solutions for you, they just kind of gave you like a, well, you need to do this, you need to do that, yes. you need to do that kind of thing, it sounds like. Right. Um, you ultimately have cut back on the number of patients that you're seeing so that you can honor them and yourselves, but then you also kind of feel punched in the gut because you're taking a hit uh, yeah. financially. And then you've done your due diligence and checked into what other people are doing to exactly. be like, hey, is this just me? Is, is something else? But, it, but you found a lacking from yes. your position compared to equivalent peers. Yes. That pretty much sum it up yeah. pretty good. Yep, that's right on point. And so with doing all of these things, where do you think you go from here? I have actively been, the universe presented a couple of emails. I've always been interested in that seven on, seven off model inpatient. Um, so I have reached out to a couple of places that are looking for something like that. Not ready to sign on the dotted line, but at least thinking, hmm, that'd be interesting. Could that be how I begin to build my own individual private practice slowly but surely. Um, and then I have reached out to a forensic uh, psychiatry colleague who does consultation work and suggested that maybe I could also begin to build some separate avenues of income via that. Um, so those are probably, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So in my, mentally I'm thinking to myself, I kind of said a nine month timeline as of May 1st to kind of figure out, not be hasty, but nine months from now, be ready to, you know, say, okay, I'm moving on. Cause I suspect that's how it's going to end. I really feel in my gut that I may be ready to move on from the practice. So it sounds like you're in that like pre transitional phase where mm -hmm. you're sticking your feelers out. Yep. Kind of being like, what's going on here? But not secure enough in any of those feelers to make the jump. Right. Yep, exactly. In this phase, where do you feel like you need to have some more strength in all of it? Probably, probably knowing how to negotiate for negotiate well so that if I do any of these avenues, like if I do the seven on seven off, making sure I don't get myself in a position where it's, it's worse or, it's, you know, being able to state what I need based on what I bring to the table and making sure I have that flushed out mm -hmm. um, and not being naive on, um, you know, the grass is greener on the other side because we know it isn't. So that's where I kind of find myself thinking, okay, if we do this, how do you make sure that you continue to value yourself? And as women, you know, in medicine, we, the statistics are just daunting yeah. in terms of us making 70%, maybe 75% of what male uh, practitioners are making and doing the same job. And arguably, I would say sometimes better. So that's where I'm kind of like, make sure I, I dot my I's, cross my T's, and don't accept something that undervalues me. That's where there's room for me to, to make sure I'm solid on. I hear what you're saying is that you really want to go into this next transition, getting what you want and need. Yes, yes. 
backing the train up a little bit, do you know what you want and need? Mm, do I know what I want and need? Let's see. Instant, instinctually, I would be like, yes. But then when I really try to list that, it's like, ooh, maybe I don't know. And that's that being intentional piece. Mm -hmm. I know what I think is maybe fair, but when I think about what I want and need, it's like, okay, how does that look? Um, Dream with me a little bit. What do you think that looks like? When you say, I need my practice to... Yes. Okay. I need my practice to. Ah, didn't you want to hear the rest of that conversation? Well, just so you know, it was really good and really insightful. And I just so appreciate my new colleague and friend coming on and letting me do some coaching with her. So that was about a 10 minute segment of how I like to start coaching conversations. It's amazing how when you start digging in and muddling around in the mess that it's actually kind of beautiful and you do actually get some syncing up and some clarity and some awareness on what's going on. So we went on to have a really great further conversation. I walked away as the coach feeling like we got a lot accomplished. I think she walked away with a lot more clarity as she's moving through this transition on whatever her next journey is. But I just really wanted to show you guys the magic of coaching and how I absolutely love bringing this in to healthcare. It has fundamentally changed my life, being coached, having these insights, having a connection with a person who I can be totally vulnerable with and can talk through things. And so that's why I'm so passionate about coaching it and bringing it to other people. So if this is interested you. If you're like, hmm, maybe I need a little bit of this coaching in my life. I'd encourage you to sign up for a discovery call with me. Hey, what'll hurt? It's free. It's 30 minutes. It can change your life. So as always, my friends, as we wrap things up, please remember your life, your calling, your pulse matters.